Welcome. You're tuned in to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff. If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb. Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. And we are live and back in living color no, here. No, you started the last three podcasts with that. How are they going to know it's a new one? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just my go-to. It's all that stuff. Did this you ever is... watch in living color? In yes. Okay, I just didn't. I Absolutely. didn't see your parents allowing that. The only they thing? didn't. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I just know Jason going <laughs> in living color. That is all I know. That I is my it. reference to what it. we are even talking about. Oh yeah, for sure, oh. for sure. All right, we've got. <laughs> my heart just broke. Halloween is quickly approaching. Halloween. Yep. I've, okay. I've got two sort of questions here. It's just the holiday. It's the okay. holiday that's yeah. coming. Or is it a holiday? It's totally a holiday. It's a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. It's a demonic one. No, Ugh. I'm just kidding. Um, I was like, watch what you two, two sort of things here. Number one, this is obviously got to be your opinion. Okay. Uh-oh. This is subjective. What is the best Halloween candy candy to receive in general? You're eight, nine, ten years old. You've got your bag. You're out trick-or-treating. You go to the the neighborhood that everybody goes to, and you turn to your buddy, and you go, bro, I cannot wait to get blank. Mary Jane's. Really? Drugs? What is is Mary Jane? It is the best candy. I would only ever get it on Halloween. Somebody hard candy, yes, fruit flavored, bit of honey knockoff type thing. Don't you even come at me with a knockoff of bit of honey? Bit of honey is the knockoff of Mary Jane. (laughs) Okay, so So is it coffee caramel? What is it? Peanut buttery. It's oh, peanut okay. buttery toffee. Okay. Almost. Great. And it is the best candy in the world, hands wow. down. They quit mm. making them for a while. So on my last two birthdays, my mom has paid like a bajillion dollars <laughs> right. to get me these like yes. off of eBay, like five pieces for Oh, like, I've seen those. They I would Yeah, only my nanny ever, had those in a glass bowl. I yes, because your nanny would do that. Yeah. Here's Haley. I am wearing a cardigan. I am a nanny. <laughs> I will embrace I love it. it. But it is a hundred percent my favorite candy. And wow. they now have them in town at the sweet shop. That oh, is okay. like by Rob's. The candy store? Yeah. Whatever that is yeah, called. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's a candy store. And literally, my mom had like scoured everywhere, and then they like now have them They're for in 20 town. cents oh, a piece. Yes. And so I, I got it. like a bucket. Okay. That's fun. Nice. And it's Nikki, my favorite. Um, what is it? You turn to your friend. I can't wait to score some. I want. I wanted the Heath or the Score candy bars. Okay. Like uh, chocolate and toffee. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't have that, and that was rare. Sure. Twix. Twix for life. Love Twix it. Is great. That's yeah. good. I would go with anything Reese's. Oh, number yeah. one. But I am definitely now. They didn't. These didn't exist at least that I know of when I was growing up. 
but the Reese's pumpkins, the Reese's mm-hmm. Christmas trees, no, they, those didn't exist, right? No, when we no. were no, 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 no. I not like at that all. I made you my age, but yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, didn't. We were all no, kids. no, like yeah, they but, didn't. <laughs> but they didn't. I mean, that's a totally new thing for sure. So, yeah. all right, we want to hear from you. You can put this on the Facebook post. What is by far, in your opinion, the best Halloween candy that you're trying to score bags of? And if you're a parent and you steal it from your kid, there is no shame in that game. There's Halloween candy tax. Yes, absolutely. My my kids will tell you they never really paid it to us as much, but my stepdad would go trick-or-treating with us, and they had to give Paul certain candies. Love it. Love it. It's a deal. Okay, secondly, what is, in your opinion, you know, out of all the years of dressing up, what, what was your best costume that you feel like, I nailed this costume, killed it. Oh. This was great. Um, I'll start to let you guys think. Yeah. At at this age, um, about eight, nine, ten, I was really into Jim Carrey, all things Jim Carrey, and I was the mask. Okay. And I found because my dad was preaching somewhere, so we went to a mall and they had this movie store. I found a green mask. Oh. Like the his teeth, everything like that, and it was it was that um, rubbery material, so it like fit your face good. Um, my mom found I got a yellow hat, and I wore his yellow zoot suit. And my mom kind of made the zoot suit jacket with like the big shoulder pads and stuff like that. So it was pretty, I mean, to this day, I've never seen anybody with that costume <laughs> is all I'm saying. So I was Jim Carrey off the mask. I feel like I slayed that. I feel like it was really, really good. And and it doesn't, I mean, it could just be your favorite one. Like what was, right. what was your favorite one that you dressed up as? I mean, I was Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz twice. Okay. I'm not sure that I nailed it. Once was... <laughs> Did you have a dog? No. Oh, I thought you said you nailed it. I said, I'm not sure that I <laughs> oh, nailed it. Oh, I got you. I, I got said, you. That's why I'm, you're like, yeah. what did you kill? I was like, there were a lot of costumes. I don't know if we like went the extra mile for any of them. It was yeah. kind of like, put something on for the party. Yeah, sure. So I get that. So you can go to the party. Yeah, I get that. Because otherwise they kind of frown upon you in yeah. the t-shirt. Yes, I get there that. There were many a year that it was like... Mom, can I have your hunting jacket sure. real quick? Yeah, I'm, we're, we're gonna go. Right. We're gonna go score some candy, yeah. <laughs> some peanut butter toffee, Mom. Let me get that. Yeah. 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 All right, Nikki. What about you? Um, so mine wasn't from a kid, like as a little kid. Um, my family, uh, two aunts of my mom, two of my mom's sisters, my aunts have birthdays in October, so we've always done a really big, elaborate Halloween party. That's fun. Uh, it, it's yeah, been that's great. great. Um, I went as Rick. <laughs> did rick have the mustache yeah, at so the, oh, steak yes. and shake used to have the little i spent i don't know how much money at the steak and shake little quarter thing yes. to get the mustache to get the right one and then i put on like that was one of my favorites. oh that's super yeah. clever um, just because it was it was really i really enjoy the really clever ones yeah like that's you know that's that's really really good. My kids have had some good ones that I've loved, so that's yeah. more fun for me. Let's now. just add one more. But I want to hear uh, you guys comment, send in info at westsidepb.org. What was the best? Yeah. And if you had a crazy elaborate, I'm talking, you had a DeLorean built out of cardboard and the whole deal, Back to the Future. If you went all out, we want to hear about this because yeah. I'm all about this. Last thing, what is in your opinion? Again, this is all subjective here, right? <laughs> What is your favorite Halloween movie? 
Now, this can be crazy horror, whatever, or it can just be sort of Halloween, fall time. Mine is something wicked this way comes. It's an old sort of... I've never heard of that. Yeah, I know. And you guys need to go home and watch it. <laughs> is it, it scary? Because oh, I have no, no, nightmares. No, no, no. It's a kid's movie. Okay. It's a kid's movie. And it's um, a circus c- comes into town during fall. And um, basically, there's a mirror in there that people wish for something. And it happens, but something bad happens to them. So a woman wishes that she was beautiful, but she goes blind. And she can't see, see her. Herself. And so, oh, but man. it's by the breaking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. And it's great actors. And it's just mm. in the fall. I love that movie. Tried to show it to my kids. They didn't care at all. <laughs> and it crushed me. But I would say that's my favorite because it's fall. It's Halloween-ish. It's good. It's all right. around good. What about you guys? Hey, guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast, and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers. Maybe you're on staff at a church, and there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance. I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent, Matt Phillips. First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family-owned. They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos. Like, legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor, and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573-686-2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance, 573 686 Two eight seven zero, or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family-owned, locally operated, Matt Phillips, First Choice Insurance. Back to the show, guys. I feel like I'm your basic white girl, and we watch Halloween Town and Hocus Pocus. Yeah, we just did Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah. but for me, Halloween is when you get to be a kid again. It's not when the scary stuff happens. Yeah. John and I watch scary stuff sure. all year round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so Halloween is like, yeah. oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fall festally for you. Yes. Yeah, okay, Less cool. horror-y because yeah. we watch horror regularly. Sure. See, I can't watch the horror movies. Yeah, I get um, it. Because they give me nightmares. Sure. And Rick hates me. I just feel like they're not good anymore. They're, they're not, not good anymore. That's just my opinion. There's people out there who are like, no, they're great. I just... Man, you they're know, just I, gory. I, I, yes, but when you watch all nine Conjuring in like no. a month, yeah, it's just not even scary anymore. Yeah. It's just like yeah, so there's demons and yeah, like and then you try to look for oh they carried this over from the last one. Yeah, That's good. It's like you're just filmography at yeah. this point. It's yeah, f- yeah, for and sure. If you've never watched the Conjuring, I am your people because there you go. no, I go to the old old. Not old Jason, no, old, yeah. but like the original Halloween. Love it. The original Nightmare on Elm Street because those are so campy, listen, scary. Listen, Freddy Krueger, when yes. that hit the scene, you can't go to sleep. Oh, I can so still sing as this a, song as, as a kid. As a kid, yeah. you're like, 
I, I mean, he's going to get me when and you're yeah. already scared <laughs> to go to sleep. Do you like, remember that was the, the little, best connection ever. The little the nursery jingle, rhyme. Yeah, the I don't one, remember. two, there three, it is. he's coming. Yeah, it was creepy. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chucky was a big one. It was a big one. A yeah. lot of that stuff. Um, but, my kids were telling me they're remaking the Chucky thing. And yeah, I'm like, I don't, nope, nope, I'm out. Yeah, man. I just, anyway, we'd love to hear from you guys. What is your favorite Halloween fall movie? Info at westsidepb.org. Or you can drop this on the Facebook link here yeah. on our social media. Hey, speaking of fall, we got a lot of stuff. We're in full swing. Haley, what do we have crack-a-lacking at Westside coming up this month? So not this Sunday, but next Sunday is Baptism Sunday. Woo-hoo. Yes. It is huge, something to celebrate. Big time. Love that it goes with fall and all of the things that we are celebrating. There are nine people. Signed up to get that baptized. That is awesome. Nine. And if you want to be number 10, come on. We still have the sign up sheet. It will still be out this Sunday, but this Sunday is your last Sunday yep. to sign up. Why? Because we are going to have a baptism class next Wednesday. Yes. For anybody who is interested, if you're interested, please put your name down because this class will go over everything from how long you're held under to (laughs) is baptism what saves you. And there are questions in between and they will all be answered at this class. So sign up this Sunday. It's your last Sunday. And to continue on the celebration, we will have Fall Fest that evening at 4 o'clock. Kid-friendly. This is just so much fun, man. Everyone in your family. I don't care if they go to Westside or not. This is the time to come. We have chili cook-off, pie auction, things for the kids, things for the adults. We've been here so long now that like Christmas Eve... Or Christmas isn't Christmas until the candlelight service. Yeah. Yep. Fall isn't fall until the, the fall, fall fest. Like yep. it's these are just have become like markers for yep. us in that sense, which is cool. It's a huge part of our church. Yep. I what love el- it. What else is crackalacking? Say that same morning. Yep. We have coffee and donuts with the Clarks. Yes. yes. Coffee with the Clarks. If you guys were familiar, tuned into the podcast, um, we had a executive pastor finalist, um, Alex Clark. Um, who preached a couple weeks ago, but he's uh, come down to visit, and so he's going to kind of do a church-wide Q&A. We're going to get to see his job description. This is a big, big deal in the life of our church. Um, this position we have been praying for and planning towards for quite some time. So Coffee with the Clarks with Alex and Megan is going to be happening. It's going to be great. If you've got any questions about that, want to see the job description, definitely be sure to come out and be a part of that. And this is churchwide yep. in the Fellowship Hall at 8 a.m. Yep. on the 23rd, Sunday, October 23rd, yes. 8 a.m. You get coffee, you get donuts, and you get to grill the potential new pastor. <laughs> yes. Right. yes. If you're indeed. bored on the 23rd, just swing <laughs> right. by. We'll have something Yeah, we for got you something for you all day, <laughs> yeah, starting all day. at 8 a.m. and going to like 6 p.m. Yeah. Now, the following Sunday after that, there will be a church-wide member meeting. Yep. And, uh, that'll be directly after service. That's still a few weeks down the road, but you got to get through Fall Fest and all that good stuff first. Haley, what is a great way for everybody to stay in the loop? So we have a couple ways for you to stay in the loop. Obviously, our Facebook page, you can always go online to westsidepv.org, but we have our newsletter. If you are not subscribed to our newsletter, even if you think that you have updated your information, if we do not have a correct email for you, believe me, we have already tried because we have sent two newsletters (laughs) out. Yes. So if you have not gotten either of those two newsletters, you should fill out a connection card again and just put your updated email And then also, we have just gotten a whole new texting service. Yeah, man. And 
it is I'm gonna geek out about it a little bit. It integrates everything. It's glorious. It's awesome. It's glorious. And so if you text 573-877-7333, which I tried to choose all the biblical numbers as possible. It's like radio version. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you text Westside all caps, no spaces, you will automatically opt in to get all of the updates. We know yes. social media isn't always great with all the algorithms. Straight to your phone. It's going to go straight to your phone. Yep. And we are about to start utilizing that. Yeah. So definitely text, get in on those. For so sure. we can keep you up to date with everything that's going on. You'll be hearing about that on Sundays and probably on our Facebook feeds. We'll have a QR code that you can scan and all of that stuff to get opted in. Hey, really quickly... I just kind of want to, we're, we're coming up on finally ending um, John chapter 13. So we started a series, we're in the upper room discourse, things are going to start moving a little bit more quickly, but we've been in John chapter 13 for the past couple of weeks. And this past Sunday, we ended with verses 31 through 35, and it was the great command. The new command that I give to you is to love one another. And so we talked about what that was in community. The mark of an upper room disciple is that they're healthy in community, that we see Jesus as the picture of the perfect person operating healthy in these relationships. And there were some really tangible handles, I think, Sunday when it comes to love and when it comes to relationships. One of the things, though, that I didn't get to talk about that excites me for this platform is when you look at John chapter 13, verse 1, at the end of the verse, it says, he loved them to the end. And then it says again that he loved them. So that's the very first verse in John chapter 13. And then towards the end of the chapter, there's only a few verses left. Jesus gives the command for them to love one another. And so I've been thinking about John chapter 13 is bookended with the word love. Starts with love, and then it ends with love. So you could look at John chapter 13 and fill in the blanks and see what Jesus does to get a real definition of what love is. So there's like four I want to run through really quick, and then I want to ask and see what it looks like in our lives, which ones we relate to, and all of that. The first one I think that we could say is, is that love initiates. So Jesus, it says that when he knew that the hour had come and all of this was happening, that he gets up and he washes his disciples' feet. Jesus takes the initiative. He sees that something needs to be done, and he does it. And and I think that's a big deal when we think about what love is. We define love as, love is you before me. This is a very simple definition of love. But love takes the first step, you know, in, in any relationship. So love initiates. The second thing you could see is is that love serves, right? Because Jesus serves the disciples by washing their feet. And it's crazy that he washes everybody's feet, including Judas and, and everybody involved in that. So love initiates and love serves. And then when we look at the third one, you could say that love speaks the truth. Because in John 13, 21, he says, I'm troubled in spirit. Truly, truly, one of you is going to betray me. You know, I think the difference in regular community and Christian community is this. 
regular community and acquaintances desire to make each other comfortable and Christian community desires to make each other better. Yeah. And I don't think you can get better and stay comfortable all at the same time. I agree. Right? So we see love initiates, love serves, love speaks the truth. But the last one is this. Love shows affection. John is leaning up against Jesus, and it says whom the disciple whom Jesus loved. And then Jesus gets the morsel of bread, and he dips it, which is like a toast, essentially, to Judas. One of the things that I, that's really stuck out to me, obviously, with teaching in Westside Men and stuff is Jesus is very affectionate to these men in the room. He talks about love. He talks about loving them. He tells them to love each other. All of those types of things like that. So when it comes to love, and we, we can just see bookend, it starts with love, it ends with love, fill it in between, love initiates, love serves, love speaks the truth, and love shows affection. Out of those four, which one just speaks to you first as how you desire to be loved? I think initiation. Mm. I For someone I, to take the first step. Yeah. Yeah. I think regardless if it's my position or not, I will insert myself there mm -hmm. to take initiation. And I think that that's somehow where I try to show love, even that's not always how people receive yeah, sure, it. Yeah, sure, sure. But for someone to do that for me, I just feel yeah. so much love. Yeah. It's not passivity. It is sure. I am actively pursuing this relationship, whether that's friendship, whether Risk. that's, yeah. yeah, like you are putting yourself out there. And that's I good. also feel that. Like I feel a then like I should respond to that initiation mm. because I know that's good. How much that that yeah. took for somebody to initiate. Right. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Nick? I'm kind of torn between... I, I think it would probably be similar. I think it would be the initiation. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you it is definitely not affection. Okay. And it is not serving. Really quickly. Have you guys taken the love language test? Yes. Yep. Because... I'm just, this is science. Okay. Yep. It changes for the woman. Okay. Yep. Yes. It, it changes periodically. It's a hundred percent changed already. Yeah, for marriage. sure. And so, and, and by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to five lovelanguages.com. There's a free quiz. We had the West side men take that, which was hilarious. But anyway, and basically <laughs> there's, um, uh, acts of service, there's gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, and quality time. Yeah. Those are kind of the five in that sense. What, what is y'all's love language? Um, I need words of affirmation, but before I need any of that, I need time. Oh, cool. So initiation kind of speaks into sure. that. Yeah. Um, my husband, on the other hand, um, Rick needs more acts of service. So yeah. he expects a parade every time he washes dishes. Da, 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 da. It is the lowest on mine. So I do not care. <laughs> yes. Um, you talk about light bulbs yeah. going off when we learned that yeah. about each other. Yeah. Um, Haley, what about you? What is your love language? It was acts of service and quality time. Mm -hmm. I have not retaken it, but I can tell you right now it is not acts of service. Sure. I think before, like I will never forget we were dating John fixed the pipe under my sink. It was PVC pipe and he screwed it together. Mm -hmm. And on the, in that moment, I literally asked him if he would marry me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, probably. But like, can I ask you? And ha ha ha. Yeah, and I was right. like, okay. And so yeah. like, 
a hundred percent, but it's because it was lacking in my life yep. before. Yep. And now John's like, I did the dishes. That's love. And I'm like, no, you live here. We do the dishes. Sure. Like, yep. That's not love anymore. That's yeah. like just your duty. Yeah. And I think that has confused the, that has confused sure. him because yeah. he's like, this is what your test said. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Courtney would say the same thing. Quality time would be number one because that's the rarity now yeah. in that yeah. sense. I'm pretty much similar to a dog. That if you buy me stuff and tell me I'm awesome, I'll follow you around like a dog. Essentially. Okay. No. You know, gifts were like stuff. gifts were higher on yeah. mine than I expected them to be, and I felt very weird about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. But now I'm like, no, you can buy me something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I don't care about you doing the dishes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm very similar, I think, when it comes to these four of in the text. Uh, I have I value initiation because I feel like in my job, in my position, and in life. I have to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think when that's done, I appreciate that greatly. Though the older I get, I value speaking the truth a a ton in that sense, just because that's all there is. You know what I mean? The way that that's done is very important to me. A lot of those types of things. But the people that are closest to me to speak truth to me and risk kind of what you talked about, I think are are a big deal when it comes to that, for sure. We want to hear from you guys. What would you say... Um, would you say that love initiates, love serves, love speaks the truth, love shows affection? In that text, in John 13, we see Jesus do that. Here's one question I think would be great. And um, <laughs> I, I've, I've asked some people this, and, and they haven't, they've had to think about it, and they haven't had particularly an answer, really, oh, um, to I it. I now feel challenged. Right? I'm scared of what I'm going to say, uh, accepting the challenge. For sure. But okay. It's time to give another shout out to another sponsor of the rest of the sermon podcast. This shout out goes to our great friends over at Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Smart Marketing is a fantastic media company. And when I say media, I mean websites, graphic design, videography, anything that you need, Smart Marketing can do it. You need to head on over to Facebook, just type in Smart Marketing, and you'll see their cool light bulb logo pop up, and you can get a ton of information there. Or you can just give them a call, Smart Marketing at 573-840-0334. Again, that's Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, 573 840 Zero three, three four. Back to the show. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm obviously G- Jesus is in a room full of men. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm so I'm doing this in in context okay. here, and Jesus being the picture of the perfect person is operating out of love and telling them to love one another. Have you ever seen, obviously, those four things of initiate? If we're going to stay with the text. Have you ever seen a godly, loving relationship between two men? Nope. Or in community of men, just I mean, particularly? Not one that I'm close to, yeah. that I could say, like, that's actually what's happening. Yeah. I think there are some people that I've seen at church sure. who I think, like, man, in my head... Striving for that. They are... They are trying, but like I have not gotten to firsthand witness that. Yeah. Yeah. There was nobody at Westside Men at my table who could say that that they could point to in their life 
two men who had a godly, loving relationship with the parameters that we looked at in that. What about you, Nick? I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm yeah. a little, like, I'm a lot sad right now. Right. I've seen moments of it. Sure. But I've not seen the longevity. The faithfulness of yeah, it. Where yeah, where it's continued. Yeah. I mean, that's a real, it's a real thing, guys. And and I think that when we first got here to Westside, we desired that greatly from um, some people that were here. Granted, it was a small number of people that were here, and they were keeping this place afloat. I think one of the things that I've come to realize is I have that in my life. Um, it's definitely more of a rarity and the minority in my life. But I think the way that we shift that is we just say that we are going to be that. Yeah. yeah. We are going to be that for another generation, for the next generation, for any of those types of things like that, um, to be able to model that. Another question. When it comes to being loved, what is the most loving thing someone has ever done for you? Oh. And wow. I mean, and, and, and I mean, maybe we can put some parameters I on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, like in the sense of sacrificial, like when have you, and you don't have to give names, you don't have to get super descriptive, you can just 30,000 feet, this is what I needed, this is where I was, and this is what somebody did for me. It's really interesting because I, I don't think we receive love well as human beings. And so you're either able to answer that pow right off the top or you go, whoa, like I need to think about this. Like, what's the question again? I'm not doing the loving. You mean I'm received? Like, you really almost have to process that, you know? I've watched Rick do some things for me. Yeah. Um, to the point of I'm having to rein him in because he became a protector mm -hmm. in that, that I'm like, yep. That's, that's and it was coming out of a love place. Yeah, that's really um, good. There's been a couple of instances where like that immediately pops into my brain. Yeah. But I've also had some friends speak some very big things into me. Sure. That have that just floored me. Yeah. That I'm forever grateful and thankful for. Mine's pretty cheesy, but like, and maybe I can try to explain it. But like, when I saw Courtney carry our children. Okay, so you're gonna go that cheesy. Both of my instances that immediately popped for Rick, yeah, was when we had Cooper. Yeah, I mean, like when I, I don't know, man, when I watched Courtney carry our kids, and even just the effects of what it does on your body and what it is to be like all, I just, man, to me, that's just, I don't know, that was, and it wasn't directly like the most loving act of service directly for me, but it was the most loving, like yeah. a mother's love, I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to communicate here. Like everything was sacrificial literally to your body and, yeah. and all of that stuff is just, wow. It's just incredible to me. You know, what about you, Haley? I think if I talk about it, I'm going to cry, but <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay. yeah, right. Right. But just kind of what you said, a mother's love. Like, yeah. I think for me, it's a hundred percent, but my mom, yeah. Like just, if you know my mom, there's nothing that... Oh, she stopped by my office oh, yesterday. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I mean, also, if you know my mom, she stopped by your office. Yes, yeah. yes, no, But for just sure. like, my mom worked nights up until I was 26. Yep. So she could be at everything during the day for yeah. us. Yeah, wow. And that doesn't mean that she slept ever. Yep. Like, my mom sacrificed 20-something years of sleep so she could wow. work all night and be... It's incredible. Yeah. And just the purest of pure. Yeah. Yeah. Just like 
there you go. And yeah. then uh, probably set me up for some very unrealistic expectations <laughs> of like what you do for That's people. That's the standard of love. Yeah, you know? like you don't sleep, <laughs> yeah. you just serve, you just sure. do, you're everywhere. Yeah. And I think um, watching that, watching my grandparents have a marriage mm. that to me, like, I'm not saying they felt this pressure, but they held our family together with their marriage. Yeah, for sure. And they were that beacon of light for all of us. Yeah. I mean, we lived with my grandparents for years. I remember my dad remarried and I was so upset because we were going to like live in our own house and grandma and grandpa weren't going to be there. And (laughs) well, who's cooking dinner? You know, like, why, why would we do that? And just like, the taking on of family. Wow. And then, yeah, to watch John be a dad, you know, my husband, he hates all things medical and gross. He can't even (laughs) take our dog to the vet because if you say vet, he knows a procedure is probably about to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Just the smell of the vet. Oh my gosh. No, like he can't do any of it. (laughs) And like during COVID only one person could be in the hospital when we had Maeve and like, sometimes I think it gets overlooked. Like, I guess your husband could choose not to be that person. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Especially if they like really hate medical stuff that much, but like he stood up and he was there and just like things like that to me are, are love. There's something that like for men, Jason, you speaking about Courtney being pregnant. Yeah. There is something when you get to sit back and watch your husband care for your child. I remember Rick wiping a stranger's kid's nose yeah. with a Kleenex at an event. And I'm like, he would not have done that two years no. ago before sure. we had Cooper. Oh. There's no. no way. And I'm, yeah. you kind of do fall in love with them a little bit more. I love it. No, man, it's a, a game changer. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I always thought I was a selfless person. And then I got married and I realized how <laughs> selfish I was. And then I was like, man, I've really been working on this. And then you have kids yep. and you're like, and it's. But I think it's the purging out of you because every, like, you know, if you're listening to this right now and and a relationship is hard and it's difficult and you feel like you've been giving, that's called a relationship. (laughs) I mean, I mean, mean, the sacrifice, I don't think we understand subconsciously what the world's definition, you know, I joke on Sundays about Hallmark, but guys, the reality is, is we are sold a bill of goods when it comes to this thing of love. And that love, you know, one of the points Sunday was love is a command. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's like, what? You know, because everything in society says it's a feeling. Yeah. And then it says this, if you don't feel the feeling, bail. Yeah. Go find the feeling. And I'm like, okay, let's put that logic on anything else in life. Nothing is sustainable that way. Well, it's also, it just doesn't even work in society. If I don't feel like going to work, I'm not going to go, okay, then I don't have a job. Yes. Like that's just, it doesn't work in, in practical solutions either. Not even just with feet. Like it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. I, (laughs) I read this quote at every wedding that I do. Number one, any wedding that I do, there's premarital counseling. Number two, you're not allowed to write your own vows because you're dumb. Okay. Mm-hmm. You just you just don't know. You're you're now if they want to write something to each other, that's totally fine. That's right. totally fine. But you're not gonna do these butterfly, you know, unicorn fart and fairy dust. To like love yeah. you and your ball. Beca- because here's the thing. Your <laughs> vows, your vows are a future promise. Mm-hmm. They're not about that day. 
They're about in sickness and in health, for richer, for poor. For like, and so anytime I do marriage counseling, I'm like, is it the worst it's ever been? And a lot of times the guy will answer yes way too fast, right? <laughs> and then I'll He's say, like, dude, we're planning a what? Right. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, good, because you've promised to be here. Yeah. So th- that's what covenant marriage does for us. But the quote I read is from Tim Keller's Meaning of Marriage, and it says, you know, essentially, what do you do when the feelings of love dry up? And then he goes on to say, you do the acts of love despite how you feel. Amen. Then you'll find one day. I love that he says one day. He doesn't say the next day. He doesn't say anything. He says, then one day you'll find that your feelings have caught up with your actions. And I mean, I think if you're listening to this and you're in a relationship and it doesn't feel loving, keep going. Keep doing the acts of, of love. The whole Love Dare book yes. is based on, I mean, they've made a ton of money sure. off of that whole premise. Common right sense. Yeah, it's it, that's all off it is. Off of a biblical principle. Yeah. Because there are days I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher, I get, I guess in a weird way, you could say paid to study my Bible, and there's days I don't want to study my Bible. Yeah, yeah. There's days I don't want to pray. I don't want, it's just what you said. If you take that logic anywhere else, it doesn't work. And I'm telling you guys, there's an epidemic out there of each coming generation. I don't feel this, so this must be bad. And I mean, one of the things I've taught and preached all the time is your feelings are a good gauge, but they're a poor guide. Yeah. Like Jeremiah 17, the heart is desperately wicked. Who can understand it? And so again, if you're listening to this and you're navigating relationships and you're like, it doesn't feel this way, yeah, you need to gauge it. Where are we? What's going on? And now, granted, let me always side note here. I'm not talking grievous sin, guys. Yeah. Right, I'm yeah. not talking abuse. I'm not talking... He doesn't pay attention to me like he used to back right. then. Nope, he's Correct. not gonna. He's building a life. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget Randy Garris saying at the marriage conference, when someone says in my office, they're not the same man or they're not the same woman I married, he said, of course they're not because you're not either. And there's a Chinese proverb that says you can never stand in the same river. Yeah. Because it's constantly flowing. And so when his dad died, Mm -hmm. and when this happened, and when y'all switch careers, and when this happened and that happened, it changes you in that sense. What doesn't change are the acts of love. Yeah, They're just there on the table. And so the worst times in our marriage have been when I have gritted my teeth and said, I'm not picking up those acts of love. Yeah, I know they're on the table, but until blank happens, I'm not picking those up. Yeah, There has never been anything good come from that. No. And our marriage has always snapped back into place when one of us has picked up the acts of love and done that, you know, in that sense. And so I don't know. I just think it's really important to to think about. I mean, love is not this feeling, man. It's there's a command to it. No, a hundred percent. And I feel like Jason is talking to me. I mean, <laughs> we have, but seriously, these are conversations that Jason and I and Nikki have yeah, been sure. having very much recently. And as far as living that out of like 
it is obedience. It is acting. My yes. grandpa used to always say, it's not 50-50, it's 100 100 mm. yeah. Because even when the other person isn't 100, you are. Mm, yeah. That's and good, man. I like that. They stayed married for forever. Now, if you ask my grandma, like, I mean, she wants to be with him in heaven and whatever. But their life was not peachy. It wasn't sure. because no. there was no heartache. It wasn't because my grandpa was a saint. Yeah. It was because... She always knew he was giving a hundred yeah. and she was also giving 100 yeah. and just John and I have fought a lot lately. And sure. I think that's been something we're super transparent about, yeah. but we came, had a come to Jesus moment. And I don't know if any of our problems actually got resolved, yeah. but we quit saying we're not going to do the things until they yes. do. Yes. And this week alone has been so much better, not because we fixed everything, but oh. because we said, we're still going to love each other even if it's it. not yeah. fixed. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. Okay, here's the scenario. There's these four, you know, tools on the table, these acts of love, initiate, serve, um, tell the truth, affection, whatever. There's plenty more. <laughs> and, and and we said that the times in our marriage or any relationship, by the yeah. way, is the worst when you go, I'm not picking that up because blank. Right. And Haley, you said like, man, there's just this come to Jesus and you do it. Can you guys speak to, and I know it's not going to be this big revelation, but what are some motivators and some things that help you just pick up those tools when you don't feel like it, when you don't feel loving and you know, I need to do the acts of love despite how I feel. Is there a pep talk? Do you reach out? What What is it in your life that you can look at that you go, I think maybe these two things, these three things kind of happen each time and I just jump in and do it. For me, yeah, I feel a conviction. Mm. Like there is a deep conviction. Um, in the beginning, no. Yeah. And I say this like Rick and I were married 23 years back whoop, in May. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So yeah, we're hitting. We've been together it. almost 25 years. Yeah. I have, have been you, a, you guys have been to longer together than yes, apart. Yes. Yeah. I have been a Mauser longer than I was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's, cool, it's man. It's wild. Yeah. Um, it, it's really weird because I'm so only cool. 27. So right. good luck with <laughs> yes. that math. Yes. Um, <laughs> in the beginning, Honestly, I'm going to speak from a very non-biblical, non-Christian yeah. because we were not acting in that. Yeah. Um, it was pure spite. Yeah. Like it was nothing. You're not going to have one up on me. Oh gosh, no. Yeah. I'm not divorcing you, you sure. jerk face. We said the only reasons we're getting divorced is X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Just because I don't like you right now, I ain't giving you the satisfaction of leaving. Sure. <laughs> so petty. Right. Oh my gosh. It was so petty the and wrong. In pettiness. Right. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. But... As we continued, as our marriage, we came, I came back to God. Rick knew, like, when we walked in obedience in our marriage, there is a level of conviction. Because even since we have been walking that together, studying our Bibles together, doing things, there are, it's still hard. Yes. Um, It does not get easier, guys. There's days where someone will say, hey, do you love your wife? Rick will be like, yep. Don't like her. And I will say the same. Yeah. The underwear is still on the floor. All the things are still all the things. But I will have a conviction of, did Jesus love you that way? And it comes back to the text, love one another. And it's like, well, 
And there's times like I feel like Charlie Brown's little bubble, you know how you yep. be like, oh, yes. mine just says crap yep. really big. <laughs> and it's you're not doing that right, Nikki. Yeah. What so are you your kids move saying? You've got to move through that's this. It. Yeah, that's you've good. made this promise. You've and it's yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. What about you, Haley? I feel like I am a stubborn person, so mm-hmm. I have to do all of the things. Like I 100% have to reach out yep. and I have to give permission for people to talk into me. Sure. And then I also have to remember, like, love your neighbor is not just the stranger or the yeah. whatever. It's yeah. the person that's right there. Yep. Like, he is still my neighbor or my best friend is yes. still my neighbor. Yeah. And there yes. are definitely, like, there are so many similarities in your marriage and your lifelong friendships, not your new friendships. Right. But, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, like... I know that this sounds probably terrible because you hope that the cycle doesn't repeat, but have we had a fight before and have we gotten over it mm. and have we gotten better? Going to the reserves, yeah. like, looking at the old playbook. Yeah. Just right. Like, Oh, so this is not going to be the end all be all. Sure. And it also helps if they can assure you in that yes. like a hundred percent, but that's not on them. And then noticing how many times I'm using I, me, Ooh. Things like that. Like, you are not meeting my needs. Yeah. Okay, so I am focused on me. That doesn't mean that you don't get your needs met, but that means, like, is that what you're going to die on? Is that what you're going to take the we away from so we can get a me? Yeah. And John has assured me in that as we've been fighting lately. Even Courtney and I the other day, like, had something, and I, like, texted her, and I was like, hey, just so you know, like, we still love each other, right? Yeah, there you go, yeah. And Courtney was like, it's the long game, hey. Yeah, man. And I was just like, yeah, like, that is the assurance I need. Like, it's not that we're going to be okay right now. Right. But, like, this is We're not going anywhere. This is a long game. We're going to care enough about each other to wrestle with it. Yeah, that's good. I would have to, you know, I think, Nikki, mine would be very similar in the conviction. There's always... A breaking. My natural response, unfortunately, is not to reach out. But there's been a few times where I've had a buddy really speak in and motivate me big time and basically broke me because I was so stubborn and so hard hearted that I wasn't going to break. And I needed him with tears in his eyes just going, who are you right now, man? Like, this is the worst part of you. But I would say that it's a because I had a very come to Jesus in a prodigal son sort of way. Yeah. It was a realization of look at what the results of what you're doing are. Yeah. Like there is a clear pattern here, man, that you're in the driver's seat and you are lost in this. You've got to get back on the highway. And so there's that moment of, yeah, man, I've just, I've got to get back on the highway and completely surrender. I think it's important. I think it's great for our listeners to listen to this. And listen, guys, we would love to hear from you. If there's a particular scenario or when we talk about in John 13, how it starts with love, ends with love, and you can look at these four things. If you've got a particular relationship question or a context or something, we'll do our best to Google it. and try (laughs) to No, but really, there's real life things, and I know that there's a lot of specifics, but I do think at the end of the day, it's it's a command. It's not a feeling. I think you do the acts, and then your feelings will catch up. God is very faithful in that. And they and I will speak as someone who has been. They do catch back up. Yes, you do have those moments where it comes back full circle. Yeah, 
I will say this now all these years that my 19 year old self was an idiot. Yes. Um, she was not smart. You don't say like, I just went to a fantastic wedding with some people this weekend that I dearly love. And yeah. I'm so excited for these kids. Sure. And I think they will be fine. Yeah. But I'm looking going, they yep. are so, they are babies. So check this out. T- T- Tim Keller in the marriage books says something just like that. He says, uh, you know, you, you know, let's say you're 30. Yeah. Look back at 21. Yeah. Look at how ignorant you were. Yes. Then he says this, imagine you at 40. Look at your current self now. And yep. what are, and what are you going to say? Yeah. I didn't have a clue. No. So he said, if you can't humble yourself by looking at yourself now like that, then there's just no hope, but it's true. It is. And I will say, I like, okay. I love a lot of people. Yeah. I can love you biblically. I love people in sure. general blanket statement. I don't always like a lot of people. Yeah, sure. sure. I like Rick more now yeah. than I did then. But look at the investment. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's been days where I have like mm-hmm, yep. broken phones because I've thrown them. Yeah. Um, like you real talk. Real yeah. talk. Look, I'm not going <laughs> to Sure. Okay. Rick knows this and most of you guys do. Listeners, you're getting some new stuff. <laughs> We were maybe year one here at Westside. We were doing community group. Jason and Courtney were leading our community group. Rick and I had gotten into an argument that morning. He was standing at the stove. The sink was behind him. I am five feet away and furious. And when I say furious, I mean like out of my mind with anger. I'm holding a coffee cup and I'm debating his head or the sink, his head (laughs) or the sink. I left. We come to community group that night. No one in the group knew we were arguing or fighting until something was said. And Rick's like, well, she threw a coffee cup at the sink this morning. (laughs) And I looked at him. I was like, I was debating your head. So we came a long way. Yep. Honest in community. I love it. That's it. That was a moment. Yeah. That wasn't a forever. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what the argument was about. Right. I've heard a, Adrian Rogers used to say it this way. Never sacrifice the future on the altar of the immediate. Yes. Which also every single teenager needs to hear every single day of their life. Yes. Because there's so much of your future that is at stake. Yeah. But all you, what's the country song? You can't see past Friday night or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's a real reality, but we're the same way we in are. this current yeah. state and, and all of it, God is using to humble us yeah. at the end of the day. So guys, we love you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Listen, if you have any questions, shoot us an email at info at westsidepb.org. Share this on Facebook and social media. Hey, listen, if you're not subscribed to the Westside Podcast, do us a favor, subscribe. And if you can, write us a review. The uh, the matrix algorithm tends to favor that. And so then we can get all of those billions of listeners via in on the podcast. But hey, listen, sign up for the What's Up at Westside newsletter. Ton of stuff going on in the life of the church. We love you guys. And until we meet again, never forget, It's all about Jesus. Love you guys.